0: Hi friends, my name is Andy, my pronouns are he and him, and welcome to the Hope Collective Church podcast. Here at Hope Collective Church, our mission is to develop inclusive communities where people discover sacred worth and calling, and our four core values are empathy, inclusion, trust, and humility. This week we're continuing our summer sermon series, Called In, and John has a sermon called Called to Connection, which focuses on 2 Kings chapter 2. And now, here's John.
1: Hey friends, my name is John Morgan. My pronouns are he and him. Welcome to Hope Collective Church, and thanks for finding us online today. We're in the middle of this series that's called Called In. where We're looking at Old and New Testament scriptures and seeing how God called people in towards God and towards one another. And our prayer is simple, Uh, just asking the Holy Spirit, uh, will you teach us what it means to be called in as individuals and as Hope Collective Church? Well, I'm going to be completely vulnerable with you today. I've been pretty weepy over the last couple of days as I listen to people and read reactions as it relates to the overturning of Roe v.ersus Wade. A few people ask me what the church's stance is, and I think most people identify us as being a progressive leaning church. To be completely honest with you, when we we're developing our mission and core values, this was not part of the conversation. So what I'm going to do today is just share with you uh, what's on my heart. And and first of all, what's on my heart, I'll, I'll say, is to maintain a safe worship space for the LGBTQIA plus community, both online and when we worship in person. And second, my heart is telling me um, to help those of us in the congregation who are straight, cisgendered people to develop empathy for our LGBTQIA community as it relates to the events of the last couple of days. I'm sure I'll get something wrong. <laughs> I'm sure that I, I won't say everything that needs to be said. Um, can we just look at today as a start of a conversation? Just trust one another that uh, this is a safe space. Well, I'll get there in a moment. Uh there's also scripture I want to share with you as it relates to being called in. I think it fits together with the events of this week. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I'll let you be the judge. Like we've been here before, right? <laughs> uh well, before we get to today's scripture, um I also have a praise and that is uh because of our connection to uh, the Dayton Pride celebration. Uh, I, we've had a lot of conversations the last couple of weeks, and I just have enjoyed uh, pe- getting to know people. Uh, here's what they they say. We saw you at Pride. We checked out your services online. And, and we just need to ask, are you for real? <laughs> like I would say this is how 90% of the conversations have gone. Um, if that's what you're wondering, are we for real? I hope that you'll find out uh, through today's worship celebration that uh, we're trying to be pretty authentic. (laughs) I believe uh, we're in a season of people being called into community through Hope Collective Church. However, there's definitely a trust level involved with being called in, right? One person told me this week that they're going to watch from a distance for a while to see if there's a but. (laughs) Like, you're welcome, but, or we love you, but. (laughs) That's why uh, we named one of our core values, trust. And if you're uh, watching online, then will you read this with me? If you're just listening in, then, then listen to this core value. Trust. We are who we say we are. Over time, you'll see that's true. If your trust has been broken by a faith community before we understand, it's okay not to be okay. I love that that sentence in there. Over time, you'll see that it's true. And it's not just a statement to the people... We're calling to connect with us, but it's a reminder to all of us to continually live out our mission and embrace our core values because there's no shortcut to developing relationships and connecting with the community. This takes time. People want to see how do we interpret scripture and how do we interact with the community and how do we react to the major events in society? It takes time to build this trust, but I believe people are longing for that connection with God and that connection with the church. Why is this connection so important? Well, this is what leads, uh, leads us to our scripture today. In uh, 2 Kings chapter 2, if you'll remember last week, Elijah Uh, was complaining to God, I'm all alone, there's no one else here. And then God led Elijah to other people, including a man named Elisha. Elijah took Elisha under his wings for a while. And although we don't read about their day-to-day interaction, we understand that they had a strong connection. And this is where we start in 2 Kings chapter 2. Now it came about when the Lord was about to bring Elijah up by a whirlwind to heaven, that Elijah left Galgal with Elisha, and Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As surely as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Then the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel went out to Elisha and said to him, Are you aware that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? And he said, Yes, I am aware. Say nothing about him. Elisha feels this deep connection with Elijah. He knows the end is coming, so he doesn't want to leave Elijah's side. He doesn't even want to talk about it, right? In fact, the same scenario gets repeated in the next several verses where Elisha can't bear the thought of of not being connected to Elijah. This is the risk we take when we connect with people, right? When we connect, we open up. We become vulnerable. We expose our hearts and start to love people. And if we aren't careful, we might even like them too, right? (laughs) But this is how we were created. We were created for connection. About a year ago, many of us got together to discuss this book, Multi-Ethnic Conversations. And in this discussion, we explored how God designed us to be connected to one another, specifically how we are created to uh, be connected with people who are different from us. Listen to this quote. The goal is not to get others to think, feel or become like us. It is to listen and to learn about and from others. We must be patient in the beginning and throughout the entire process of establishing these relationships. In addition, we we must love, serve and give of ourselves too. Over time, God will bring to light even more significant questions, needs, or hurts that we can further process together as we grow deeper as one. I'm going to reread that last sentence. God will bring to light even more significant questions, needs, or hurts that we can further process together as we grow deeper as one. I think that's what God's calling us to do during this season of ministry. Before we get there, I'm going to back up to that. Uh, just to talk about this dream I have for Hope Collective Church. And, and that would be that we would connect with one another like this. You heard it in this quote. It takes time. It takes patience, right, to develop these relationships. I was telling our focus group this week that the best part of Hope Collective Church is the people. (laughs) And you can put whatever adjective you want in front of people. Amazing people, crazy people, compassionate people, imperfect people. Like, we fit all those descriptions and more, right? But what makes Hope Collective a great church is the people. And believe it or not, if you're listening, if you're watching, you're part of this uh, conversation, what makes Hope Collective amazing is you. You know, I don't invite people to Hope Collected to to get connected with the music, although I think it's great. I don't invite people to watch online to get connected with the videos. I think Andy does a good job with those. I don't even invite people to get connected with me or the sermons. But my biggest desire is to get people connected to you. (laughs) The people. Well, the main goal is to help people to get connected to God and understand their purpose, right? To discover sacred worth and calling. But I think the best way to do that is to get people connected to one another. Churches tend to shy away from this a lot of times. you know that? Because it's a risk. There's vulnerability involved with this. And if you're not careful, you may not just like the music, but you might actually like the people as well. (laughs) But this connection is so important. Going back to the scripture, Elijah was understanding that Elijah was going to leave soon and he was already starting to to feel that grief. This is where we pick up in verse 7. Now, 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood opposite them at a distance while the two of them stood by the Jordan. And Elijah took his coat, folded it, and struck the waters. And they were divided here and there so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed over, Elijah said to Elisha, ask me what I should do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. He said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. And I love it right after Elijah takes his coat. Some of your translations say his mantle. And he strikes the water and the waters separate. What's the first thing Elisha says? I want a double portion of that spirit right there. Right? He says, I want to know and experience God twice as much as you do. I want to understand God's presence in my life twice as much as you. And Elijah could have said, hey, look, man, did not you see what I just did? And you think you can do the same thing? But instead, he said, mm, that's a big request. Now let's make it happen. <laughs> this is what happens when we connect with one another. We share with each other our gifts and our strengths. I like to say we rub off on one another. I was doing some reading this week as it relates to being a reconciling church. A lot of times people think of reconciling churches as faith communities who simply open their doors up to the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, The book I mentioned earlier actually quotes another book called The Fallacy of Affinity, by Baron Witherspoon, Sr. In this book, Witherspoon defines reconciliation as a state of Christian symbiosis characterized by high trust level, candid communication, and shared leadership. And I love this definition because it describes an interdependence upon people who are different from one another. The leadership is shared amongst all people. When we're connected with one another in this way, there's a trust level that allows each individual to to impact who we are as a whole. In other words, when someone new is called into worship with us online or in person, that new person impacts us in a way that we will never be the same again. I want to tell you that this has happened to me over the last 12 years when God started bringing new people into the the churches that I serve. That has totally impacted me and changed my life forever. I started to see the gospel through the eyes of the people on the margins of society that really impacted me. Not only did I start to dig into scripture and develop a strong theology of love and compassion, but because of the deep connection, I started to ask the people in in the congregation, what what can I do to love you more? I would even ask them uh, this crazy question, how do you need me to vote for you? (laughs) How do you need me to vote? This is important to me uh, this week to communicate this because I used to be, let's just say politically different than I am now. As it relates to this week, I used to be a very strong and probably arrogant pro-life pastor. And now I would call myself pro-choice. However, there have been times when Elizabeth and I have offered to uh, to receive babies when the mothers were unsure if they wanted to deliver or terminate. So in my heart, it's like, hashtag, it's complicated. <laughs> now this part of the sermon, I, I, I this conversation. Uh, those of you with uh, children and in, in listening. Uh, in, in the listening sphere right now, you might uh, review this portion of the sermon first before before they hear it. So if you have to press pause, do it now, and then join us again when it's appropriate. And then you can have conversations with your, with your children afterwards. Anyways, abortion is a complicating conversation, right? In today's society, we always try to make everything cut and dry. But in this conversation there are so many intersections and today I just want to help the straight cisgender folks who support the vision of Hope Collective Church to understand how the overturning of Roe versus Wade impacts the LGBTQIA plus community. I have a pastor friend um, in Chicago Uh, she's queer identifying and I said will you um, record a sermon for me today and i'll show it for the people and she said you know what your people need to hear from you even if you don't get it all right even if it's not perfect and so i'm just gonna share with you what i've learned from her what, what i'm reading uh, what i'm studying At first we understand that lgbtq plus people with uterus are more at risk of sexual assault of bisexual women have been raped, compared to 17% of straight women. Now, of course, no percent above zero is a good percent. Out uh, Out of the bisexual women who have been raped, nearly half of those rape survivors experienced their first rape between ages 11 and 17 47% 47% of trans people with uterus have been raped. For LGBTQIA survivors of sexual assault, their identities and, their dis- and the discrimination against them often make it difficult to seek help and receive the resources that are supposed to help them. Especially in states like Ohio, uh, this ban makes it more difficult for people we love to receive the care they need. But also tied to the Roe versus Wade ban uh, is a slippery slope. Now there's a legitimate concern that other decisions will be overturned, including uh, consenting same gender relationships and gay marriage. I'm, I'm talking to my straight cisgender friends here. Can you imagine Can you imagine it being illegal to not only be with the person you love, but to not be the person that God created you to be? Even from a different perspective, a 2018 study shows that 21% of LGBTQ plus couples are fostering and adopting children compared to 3% straight cis couples. My mind hurts and my heart aches just thinking about more children being born into the world and less opportunity for them to be fostered and adopted by LGBTQ plus couples who, who would love them. In my own shortcomings, I've probably missed so much in this intersectionality between this week's decision and the LGBTQIA plus community. So I invite us to listen, and to read, and to learn, and to feel. My goal today isn't to convince anyone to believe anything differently than you already believe. But my goal today is to help us build empathy for the people we love and the people we support. This is part of being connected with one another. And we just want to tell all people with the uterus, this is a safe place. Hope Collective Church is a safe place. You're valuable to us. Maybe you've had an abortion or you can, you're considering it right now. You are no less valuable to God. You're no less valuable to our church than any other person. Our message to you is the same. You are loved. And maybe to those of you who are wondering how to support the people we love, maybe your next conversation with the LGBTQIA community is this. Who do I need to vote for? Or what policies do I need to champion for the sake of your safety? Let me say that again. Who do I need to vote for or what policies do I need to champion for the sake of your safety? This is what it means to be connected to one another. That's what being reconciled to one another is all about. You know, going back to our first book, the authors write, Reconciliation is the Holy Spirit's work performed in our hearts as we pursue growth in Christ together as one in faith and one in the church. We also discover that we need each other in order to advance God's kingdom and provide a credible witness to the world of God's love for all people. This is why we're reconciled together. This is why we're called to a connection. We come together. We rub off on one another, right? <laughs> we bring the love of God to the world around us. If it's okay with you, I'm going to finish today's scripture. <laughs> I guess even if it's not okay with you, I'm going to finish today's scripture. <laughs> 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 11 and 14. And as they were walking along and talking, behold, a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire, and they separated the two of them. Then Elijah went up by a whirlwind to heaven. Then Elisha took the coat of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the waters and said, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And when he also had struck the waters... They were divided here and there and Elisha crossed over. What did Elijah do? He rubbed off on Elisha, right? He passed on his coat or his mantle. He passed it on to Elisha. Through their connection, Elijah's faith rubbed off onto Elisha. Quite frequently, people will come up to me and say, Pastor John, I don't want to offend you. But, and then they go on to tell me that when they hear testimonies in worship, or they hear from the community partners, that, that that's their favorite part, not the sermon. And that's actually not offensive to me. Because this is the whole point of Hope Collective Church. When we, when we hear testimonies, when we hear from our community partners, we get connected to people. We find that connection. The most important thing we can do as a church is to connect, to build relationships, to rub off on one another. <laughs> I found, found a prayer on my favorite website called uh, jesuitresources.org. You've heard me pray prayers from this website before. Will you pray with me? Oh Lord. Let us be the light that leads the world to you. Teach us to be good role models to the people around us so that when they see you and your love within us, they would want to know you more and more. Grant us the patience to work together. Bring us all together as a family. Let us work together with understanding and compassion in our hearts. Let us not be rude or arrogant towards one another, as we light the way to your heavenly kingdom. Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope that this week's sermon has been an encouragement to you. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube by searching Hope Collective Church for weekly online services and other ways to connect with us. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast. And again, thanks so much for listening. And remember these three words. You are loved. Go in peace, friends, and have a great week.